Good evening, Grace Point. Good to have you guys all on board. Um, this is Pastor Brad. I'm going to be teaching tonight. Actually, I'm going to take a little bit of a pivot. We had a move of God at the church Sunday. The Holy Spirit came in power, and many people were filled with the Holy Spirit. Others were filled with a fresh anointing, a fresh power, and uh, different giftings were going out. God was doing a lot of things, and I just want to pivot for a minute. I don't know. We'll probably get back to Matthew eventually, but I want to teach on the baptism of power or the baptism of the Holy Spirit and what it's all about. And because I don't have time on Sundays to be meticulous, I get three times a month on average, I get to address the congregation and I get about 40 minutes. After that, people's attention wanes or really we're usually done. Most of my sermons are 45 minutes or less, but I don't have time to be meticulous through a topic. And to be honest, like if I went through a topic on one Sunday, by the next Sunday, you almost have to reteach it again because the folks have forgotten what you taught the previous Sunday. So you have to pass and review, take about 20 minutes to review what you already said. Then you got 20 minutes for something new. And uh, that's just uh, not effective. So the way we're doing Sunday mornings is giving the folks what the Lord is speaking to the church or going over a certain topics that the Lord wants to address and or teach. We may address certain topics multiple times, but we don't have the opportunity to be meticulous. Like just for example, like I would love to teach on topics like um, women teachers. Can women teach in the body of Christ? Are there women prophets? How does God use women? I don't have time on Sunday mornings to get into that, but eventually I'd like to cover that topic on a Thursday session. We can just teach as long as we need to teach it and go over it. Then I can reference on Sunday morning, I can push you toward the Thursday night teaching where I can take my time. It's not that I can't take my time and do it. It's just not effective. It just really isn't effective. It's more effective to pray, receive what God has for the congregation. It may be multiple Sundays, but to cover that idea, that topic. Um, I've been at churches. I have friends that teach through books of the Bible. To me, at least for our church, that is great for a life group or Sunday school or a Wednesday night class. That's great to teach through the books of the Bible. But then you'll never get to cast vision. You'll miss when the Lord wants to have a word for the congregation. Um, you'll miss testimonies. You'll miss moving in the Spirit. And all these things we want to do because you're just getting locked down. I mean, I was at a church where they taught the book of Acts. I think it was two years right through the book of Acts. And it was powerful. But I imagine most people, by the time we got to chapter 28, forgot about everything they learned in chapter one anyway. So that way of teaching for our church anyway is going to be for life groups and for Sunday morning, Sunday school, uh, you know, things like that. Okay, so having said that, I want you to turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 24. And I'm going to start reading at verse 45. And Father, I pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to be upon the congregation, those listening, whether they're from Grace Point or outside, that you open the eyes of our heart, that you open the eyes of our understanding and grant us wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of your word and the knowledge of him, Lord. Pray that you show us the hope that we're called to 
and the inheritance that Christ has in us and the power and authority that is ours through Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, so we're going to talk about the baptism of power or the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay, uh, Luke 24, 45. Then he, Jesus, then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. That's just what I prayed for for you, that the Lord would open your understanding. And said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Now, I love this because everything that happens in the New Testament was prophesied and predicted in the Old Testament. I've taught on that often. I'm not going to dig into that. But the fact that Jesus would die, be buried and raised from the dead, was uh, foretold in the Old Testament. Isaiah 53, Psalms 22, Psalm 16, and in other places. All, all of these things, they were prophesied and foretold. And so Jesus is saying, the things that happened to me happened according to the Scriptures. We at Grace Point, I'm going to talk about the power of the Spirit but we're a church of the Word and a church of the Spirit. The Word and the Spirit agree. The Word gives us boundaries. It gives us direction. It gives us parameters. And the Spirit is the power that can go through that. It's like a river. The Word provides the banks and the structure that we're going to flow through. The Spirit is the power that's directed like a river, uh, you know, and the Word is keeping the Spirit you know, going in one direction with power, the direction of God. It's like from the throne of God, there's a river, okay? And that river is like a river of the Holy Spirit, but it flows like a river. And it said that um, a tree planted by the rivers of water, they're going to get their nutrients and their nourishment. It's from that stream of the Spirit, right? By that river, and I, and I include that structure, it's the Word of God. So the Spirit speaks the Word, and the Word uh, provides revelation for the Spirit to work with. Paul talks about speaking spiritual words, okay? So we are a people at Grace Point, if you're a member here, if you belong at Grace Point, we are a people of the Word and of the Spirit. We're not just Word, Word only, you know? What good does that do if you don't have any power? We're of Word and Spirit. We're not just power. We don't want wildfire. We don't want insanity. We don't want things to be crazy. Jesus flowed in the power of God, and he was very uh, attractive. He wasn't weird. I mean, he did mighty, and sometimes you would even see unusual things, but people flocked after Jesus. He wasn't just weird. He had uh, great uh, self-control and great presence, and the power of God was on him. So we're a people of the Word and the Spirit. That repentance and remission of sins should be preached in Jesus' name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. That's very interesting. When uh, Luke was saying all nations, the apostles understood that to mean all nations where the Jews were. Did you know that? We think automatically that they understood that Jesus meant to go to the Gentiles, but they clearly didn't. Now, he did mean that. They're going to go to all nations, okay? He meant what he said, but in the Jews' understanding, the gospel was just for the Jews, and they would preach to the Jews. You know that 
because Peter had to get a revelation from Jesus that it was okay to preach the gospel to the Jews. And that happened in Acts chapter 10. Did you know that, Lily? That happened in Acts chapter 10. And Peter went out and he preached the gospel and the Jews received the spirit that was assigned to him. He said, oh, I understand that the Gentiles also get the word of life, that the gospel is for them as well. So they didn't understand, but we can clearly see that the gospel was for all nations. They meant all nations wherever there were Jews. That's what they thought. And we know that because of the book of Acts. And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But wait in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Isn't that powerful? Wait in Jerusalem until you're endued with power from on high. And he led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed him. And it came to pass, while he blessed them, he parted from them, and he was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him, and they turned to Jerusalem with great joy, and were continually in the temple Praising and blessing God. Amen. Okay. Lily, how much time do I have right now? One minute? I have less than one minute? Okay. So, we've read through the scripture. Okay. So, we're going to talk now about the baptism of power. And we're going to go through this scripture here and talk about what Jesus did in blessing them. Then we're going to go on and show you through the rest of the book of Acts and the New Testament, what actually happened in this baptism of power. But you'll have to come back next week, next Thursday, where we'll continue on this topic. So we'll see you next Thursday.